reached No Hope, the podcast. It's like a vaudeville show meets acid trip meets the Bible. We're we're, back. We're back. Hello. For uh, Jacob Shipley is still with us. For part deux. It always astonishes me when our guests continue to um, return or talk. Well. Um, Anyone that we've worked with, really. But. I, I, get, you, I, I don't know what that something means. else you need to talk to your therapist yeah. about. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, worth, self-worth, impost, imposter syndrome. Imposter yes, syndrome. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're not yeah. good enough to have imposter syndrome. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> only people who have a modicum of talent of it, or succeed, succeed in any meaningful way have imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thank you for that. That uh-huh. actually puts a lot of great perspective, Some perspective. on my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. I loved it. <clears throat> so, so we're we've been talking. If you're just joining us, we've been talking with Jacob Shipley, who is. Uh, wait, wait. What your Multi-hyphen. business card says? What it, yeah. what does it say again? It says musician, songwriter, actor. Uh, uh, educate teacher in a teacher. Yeah. Did you have to like ponder the order? Or I like, did. Yeah, I did. Actually, I would imagine. What does my website say right now? That was that was the big one. Was mm-hmm. my website mm-hmm. uh, jacobshipley.com If you're following yeah. along at home, uh, singer, songwriter, actor, teacher. Singer, songwriter, okay. actor, teacher. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And but uh, I mean I guess singer no song wait Player no musician you don't really say musician I don't really say musician I actually I think I'm I'm focusing I mean I am a musician uh, but I think it's implied in singer song yeah, mm-hmm. that I have to fair. play something to write that accompany yourself and yeah write music mm-hmm. that's fair which okay. is mostly guitar mm-hmm. yeah do you still play the sax at all I do still play the sax I I play. Uh, in the musical theater world, I do a lot of actor musician shows. So I have, uh, it's again, it's one of those, uh, we were talking in our last episode about kind of the event musicians have this uh, Rolodex of songs in their brains. And the actor musicians, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at an actor musician's re- resume, you'll see 10, 15 instruments on there. Mm-hmm. We all just kind of do that. And if, oh my God. if we don't know an instrument, we kind of pick it up for a show. That's how I learned upright bass. I just had to wow. learn it for a show. They handed me one and I said, okay, here we go. So you could do cabaret. You could do I a John Doyle do production cabaret. of some Sondheim show. Oh, I would love um, to do a John Doyle. I mean that that would be the tea. I mean you could be like Patty Lapone playing the tuba. Oh I Jesus! I could that. be can like we, Patty Can we Lepone? get through one episode without talking about fucking Patty? Patty Lapone. Well, it's never <laughs> gonna happen. It's you never just need to happen. accept that it is. No, I will bring up Patty every episode. So okay. Um, so let's talk about that though, that you're, you're, cause I, I'm seeing on your resume, mm. Godspell between gods and Kings, mm. uh, ring of fire, mm. uh, all of these shows that you are both a, a character and a musician. Yeah. And, and, um, what is that? Like, what, what's, first of all, like, is it really fun to bring both of those things together? Like, do you love doing that? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I love doing it. The actor musician world is such a such an interesting world and it's very in, uh, it's very small. We all mm-hmm. kind of know each other. I can um, see that. And it's it's really wonderful. We have a Facebook group, people always posting like, Who needs this gig? Whatever. Um Yeah, it's it's great. I, I said in the last episode that I really <laughs> in a kind of strange way I think I 
started doing theater because I didn't think I could succeed in music. So, and it is still a deep love of mine. So when I can combine the two, it's always the best. Um, and it's nice to get the chance to to play with other uh, other musicians in different capacities. For those who don't know, actor musician shows uh, can run the gamut, but uh, they kind of inherently are the shows where the actors are also the orchestra. So there isn't necessarily an orchestra. It's all the actors kind of filling in the orchestrations. Um, a lot of them have uh, guitars or mandolins or banjos. There's a big kind of country aspect to a lot of them. But then you get your John Doyle productions like Sweeney Todd, like Company, um, Assassins he recently did. Oh, and you have a lot one. of actors uh playing brass or woodwind and instrument woodwind instruments as well which is kind of difficult because you have to sing you have to and do that and you can't then, really yeah, sing interludes. at the same time as you're mm-hmm. blowing into a mouthpiece yeah i mean as an audience member i like those are some of my favorite shows to yeah. watch but you know that's just you know because they're great and <laughs> we are uh we are hoping that you know it, it is a it's a financial saver for a lot of theaters mm-hmm. and that they don't have yeah, to hire orchestras. Say. But let's just make sure that those theaters also up our pay rates. Also, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Just a reminder. Yeah. Yep. If yep. we are yep. doing yep. two You're jobs, duty, you should totally. at least pay us a little <clears throat> bit more. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite um, show that you have been both an actor and a musician in? Yeah, so that Between Gods and Kings was this, it was, we were, it's this new show, it's a rock musical based on the Bacchae, so I was playing the Greek, the Greek story, and I was playing Dionysus, the god who kind of comes in and fucks everything up. I was going to (laughs) say. And is it that, is it Dionysus where like hedonism comes from? Yeah. 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 So was that a fun role? Oh my God, it was a blast. We did it in a bar. Uh, it was a. It's it's now closed, but it was called Bedlam. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It was a gay I've bar. Totally been to Bedlam um, down on yeah. uh, Avenue A. Avenue like no, I thought, I thought it was, it was C. Avenue C. C. Avenue C. Yeah, it's all the way over like there. Way, yeah, way back. And we back. we took over the bar one night a week mm-hmm. for like two three months. Um, and we 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 just did it in the bar. We were like up on the, on the actual barred singing a lot of mm. songs it was fully immersive uh and the music was great um by uh herskowitz and oh what's neil's last name um maggie herskowitz uh taylor schubert directed and neil riley uh neil riley and maggie herskowitz wrote the music and the the script for it and Catherine m carter she uh was our director and with taylor um, and it was a blast. It was really, really cool. I met, I met some great people on it and I just love working on new shows. Mm-hmm. I love working on new shows. Um, and I still listen to the score, like the voice memos I have of it in some places. Nice. So that was, that was a blast. I do also, I, I can't lie. I love Johnny Cash Ring of Fire. Um, what, I don't know anything about that show. Like, what is it, what is it like? Is it, how is it presented like it's you know like we're vaguely telling johnny cash's life story like okay. vaguely we're not real people um at some point one of the people becomes johnny cash and one of the people becomes june carter but it's kind of in and out uh-huh. and so it gives a little bit of a brechtian feel in some ways okay, okay. uh and it v- breaks the fourth wall a lot and i i appreciate that 
I also, I've done it a couple times, and Johnny Cash, deeply flawed man, absolutely deeply mm-hmm. flawed man, but also uh, more progressive than you might think. Mm-hmm. He wrote a, an entire album about Native American indi- indigenous people's rights and mm-hmm. how we treat them terribly as a country. He got blacklisted by all of the country uh, radio stations, country awards for doing that. He really brought to the forefront the way we talk about mental illness and drug addiction. Uh, mm-hmm. He was one of the for, uh, forerunners talking about mass incarceration. I mean, he performed in all these different prisons. Um, oh, yeah, sure. And uh, he was very much against the Vietnam War. I mean, the entire song Man in Black is about why are we sending all these people to go off and die, all these kids to go off and die when we could be focusing on so many other things. Um Deeply flawed man, def- you know, massive drug addiction and definitely cheated on his wife and very possibly mm-hmm. was abusive to her. Um, we don't I don't know that for a fact, um, but there's a little bit of that. Uh, definitely cheated on his wife. We do know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had, I think, two or three wives. Um, but, uh, nope. you know, complicated person. Yeah, and, humans are nothing if not complicated creatures. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think there's something. F- and his music's great. His music is absolutely, absolutely. great. And there's a lot to revel yeah. in there. Um, it's easier it, for like an ugly cry. I watched the video for um, when he covered Hurt. What have I become? My sweetest friend. Everyone I know goes away in the year. And you could have. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I mean, the, those covers he did, like, like in late, late, late life, were it's his last also album. Astonishing. Um, what's the song on it? Uh, when the man comes around, it's his, mm-hmm. I think it's his final song that he released that he wrote. There's a man going round taking names, and he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden letter reaching down when the man comes around. Because um, most of that album is covers, and that, I think, is the yeah. one song on that album that is or an original. Uh, and it's, it's essentially saying, yeah, we're going to die. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Thank you for that, the, that. the education about that. I mean, I feel like... I didn't know those things, or if I knew them, I, I did certainly didn't <laughs> recall them, which is, you know, mm-hmm. that's my problem, obviously. But but I think it's, all, it's important because we've talked about a lot, some of the people that like, the, you know, the go-tos recently, you know, Michael Jackson is still a go-to, mm-hmm. yeah. obviously, Woody Allen is still a go-to, like, what do we fucking do with these people? Like, they're still alive. It's It, it almost feels like it is... Is it easier to process when someone is gone and you're like, well, they were a deeply flawed person as opposed to them being in front of you and, and still alive and still creating? And like, what do you do with that information? Um, but I, I, I think that it is impossible to. I mean, I don't think not. Yeah, like all of us are deeply flawed, but but certainly like artists swing mm-hmm. and 
and swing wildly and go through <laughs> so many ups and downs, you know, yeah. in their lives and, uh, and make, as we all do, make a lot of fucking big mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did not know that about the, I don't think I know that album at all. What is the name of it? The one about the indigenous? Uh, it's definitely. You don't have uses, to tell me. No, I'd have to look it up. Uh, it okay. definitely uses the term Indian. Um, so mm. it's, you know, it's not 2023 progressive. Sure, sure, sure. But uh, he didn't make it in 2023. So we have to like, you know. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Um, well, we'll, we'll. I'll yeah. pull it up. We'll figure that out. Um, so what about non musician roles what about roles what was your favorite role that you did where you were an actor singer but not a musician or an actor i don't know if it was might not be a musical yeah i i did this play back in college uh that a a professor of mine had written she's a a very successful she's a she's a successful playwright uh her name is saviana stanescu and she's from romania and she gave us the permission to do this play of hers called aliens with extraordinary skills which was if you don't know there is uh there's a visa for artists who mm-hmm. are aliens you know uh, so like immigrants O one or something um yeah the i think it is the O one, and it mm-hmm. is literally called aliens with extraordinary skills mm-hmm. oh wow um, huh. and it's the visa that she's on so she was talking about oh her experience on this visa in this play and it's it's a little absurd. It's about these two clowns from Moldova. She's from Romania, so pretty close by. Uh, these two clowns from Moldova move to New York City, and they are illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, they did not get on this visa because it's incredibly, incredibly <clears throat> difficult, difficult to prove. Yeah, to prove mm-hmm. that you, you know, are the best at your art, which is mm-hmm. such a subjective thing. Yeah, I actually have a. I was at a friend's birthday party last night who is literally on this particular mm-hmm. visa. Uh, she's from Liverpool. But I played this character, Bob, who is just kind of, you know, a New York City guy. And he ends up falling in love with with the woman who's moving here. And it's this beautiful kind of absurdist story about her her struggles getting here Um getting a visa and, a, and eventually a green card um, through Bob, not necessarily because they're like truly, truly in love, in love, mm-hmm. but um, because she needs help and uh, suffering some level of uh, sexual abuse, not by the hands of Bob, but by an unnamed character. Um, and there's these like four, like four or five extraneous characters who are like her inner thoughts um and they're also supposed to be like the um what are they called i have the play right here they're the 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 men the ins men the immigration Um. people and so there's it's intersplit with all the questions the absurd questions that they ask and it's it's an incredible incredible play it was originally started as this one monologue about this immigrant woman who um to make money is like a cocktail waitress um, and one of the men gets a little uh, handsy, and then beyond, and her her aftermath, her mm. experience of it, uh, it's really really painful. Uh, but it's beautiful, and it tells the immigrant story in in such an interesting way. Uh, and I wish it get got. Uh, I wish it got 
done more often. She's an incredible right. playwright, Saviana, yeah. um, and a wonderful person as well. So I, I love doing that in college. <laughs> you did this at Ithaca? Yeah, I did that in Ithaca yeah. in like our uh, in our black box theater. Amazing. That sounds really compelling. Um, we we have we used to not anymore, but before Blue Man Group was acquired by Cirque, we used to uh, have to go through that process when we found people abroad. And uh, yeah. but obviously, it's very different <laughs> if you're connected to a company. Yes, and mm-hmm. and the company is saying like this is an O one person for this reason, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. But we had but, um, uh, at the Met Opera, we had many, many, many. People oh yeah, because of um. And which, I mean, that was the kind of like easier quote unquote to prove because it was, you know, it's like one, the Met, and then like two, these were like people singing like the like major roles. It wasn't really like ensemble, but yeah. Yeah. Well, wish I could have seen that play. I hope they do it again. Yeah. 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 It was, Somewhere. it was not the premiere. It was, <laughs> mm. um, it was just, I think she put it out in sometime <laughs> in the early 2000s or something. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great play. I have it. Right here, if anybody wants to read it. Nice. Oh, I would love to read it, actually. Yes, I've the next ripped. time I see you, I will I will borrow it. Yeah, I've ripped it completely apart with notes and <laughs> stuff, but it's very good. I cannot find this Johnny Cash album. doesn't matter. Um, um, I have to ask you about Pump Boys and Dinettes. That was, oh one, of the, that was one of the... Well, that was one of the musicals that um, I think when I first went to K-State, which is where I did my undergrad and when I still wanted to be an actor... I think that was the play that they had done for the summer and they used to I do like the summer theater all. and then they would kind of, re, you know, have a few performances of it that would kind of kick off the the, the, the new year. So I remember seeing it and um, and I think I've even seen it since then. Wait, what is which it? Is, like describe it to me because I, weirdly, I don't even know it other than I've heard of it a million times of like something that like regional theaters do and stuff. Yeah. But I have, no recollection of what it is. It is the original actor musician show. It okay. was the show that started actor musicianship. Um, Jim Wan and Jim Wan, W A N N. Apologies if I'm mispronouncing his name. Uh, and four other actor musicians. I can't remember their names at this moment. They they wrote this play, which is set in uh, on a highway somewhere. I think on Route 66. Okay. And it's a diner combined with a gas station, and it's okay. an hour of these five people who work at this gas station in this diner playing the you know like honky tonk tunes. Mm-hmm. There is no. Is it original is, music or like it's original music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There is no deeper meaning to any of it, <laughs> and I swear to God, it is, it's the it most fun thing in is. the world. Is it like? <laughs> Just like a one act thing, you said it's, it's like an a, hour. It could be a one act. Uh-huh. Um, you could put a little intermission. I think when we did it, we put an intermission in, but we were it was yeah. ninety minutes oh, with wow. an intermission. With an intermission. For some it reason, was... I always have this linked in my mind with like Smoky Joe's Cafe or something, yeah. which is yeah, like could live a, similar a similar vibe. Thing. But I feel like we, I don't even remember remember if that's original music or not. But uh, I think Smoky Joe's isn't. But I could be wrong. Yeah, By I feel the way, like it's the... not either. The Johnny Cash album is Bitter Tears, Ballads of the American Indian. All right. Um, wow. Totally and he was actually a vocal supporter of indigenous rights for mm-hmm. most of his career. Wow. Um, which is a Amazing. whole other thing. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's like, it's pure fun. I admittedly, I was doing that show uh, 
the the literal nights of the um the charlottesville marches back in 2017 oh wow oh, and wow. so there was a night where i walked on stage and i think my eyes were dead the entire time i was like right. oh i am doing nothing <laughs> this show means nothing yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah and i struggled with that but i think nowadays when i'm constantly inundated with the horrors of the world on mm-hmm. my phone i think plays that mean nothing are sometimes also really lovely yeah. yeah we need the escape sometimes yeah. i saw the cottage on broadway uh a couple weeks ago with mm-hmm. a jason alexander starring laura bell bundy and eric mccormick and i swear to god it was a blast yeah it, it did not push I mean, any boundaries yeah. it was just funny honestly i I feel like these days that's like what people have an appetite for to be honest is like let me just like true escape is well uh, yeah it's like Mm -hmm. wasn't that uh, during the depression like that was what people just Mm -hmm. went into the um the, the, the movie theaters and watched this amazing hollywood fantasy um you'll you'll schneider you'll be uh interested to know that Pump Boys and Dinettes yep. was on Broadway, and Deborah Monk was in it. Deborah Monk, oh, yes. okay, wow. Yeah, she helped. She's a standby. It was like five hundred and seventy-three performances. I feel like I've seen Deborah Monk in many things, but I don't remember any of what they were at the top of uh, off of my head. Other than I'm like, Deborah Monk is amazing. It was a. Uh, it was like they wrote it communally, oh. which is also really wow. cool. I think. I think a couple of them are officially credited, but they yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah! Oh, she is very cool. I see. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's. it's I know. This is like nineteen eighties. Is this like yeah. an eighties thing? Yeah, it, I think so. Eighty-one off Broadway, eighty-two wow, Broadway, okay. eighty-four West End. It says. I am like a little so, horrified at myself that I, am, I you know, I if kind you of get considered a chance, myself, you know, a musical. You won't theater, be there long. If you hate it, it ends very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but massive props to them for I'm starting a... the actor-musician world. And yeah. Jim, uh, at least, is still very invested in the world and still performs. And uh, we're all very grateful to mm. them for kind of beginning beginning that, yeah. uh, oh, I bet. that thing. I'm also here for, so... is particularly here these days, for a show that is like, you know, 80, 90 minutes no intermission and like it needs to be i mean there's been several things that i've seen and i'm like why is this like a two and a half hours britney spears musical with Mm -hmm. a 30 minute intermission like hello Mm -hmm. so i would just saw titanic like a week or two ago and i I was like this is exactly what it needs to be and they got the memo and there's no intermission and it's like yeah they just like totally lean in and it's like a hundred percent what it's supposed to be so Hell yeah. That's my Titanic aside, which also if you have a chance, I can I was went very skeptically to it, but like one of my go best friends it. has gone I think 3 times. She loves it so yeah, much. I would fully go back. And the actors were like like beyond committed to the bit. Yeah. Like so 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 good. What do you say? What do you say? King of the world! 
you're thinking, um, you're thinking things, Tim. I feel like yeah. you're I'm judging. You're, I'm oh. thinking about hate. Oh, okay. Because okay, Jacob okay. said, if you hate it, it's only 90 minutes. Yep. Um, so what are things, what are things that you hate? Like mm. what roles have, have you, have you ever done a role where you're just like, ugh, God, when is this fucking thing going to be over? Like how many times, how many more times do I have to do this? Or yeah. Uh, no. Nothing I think I'm comfortable saying on yeah, a podcast. It's like <laughs> um, Andy Cohen, uh, watch I, what happens live. Like trash yeah, people. I like to have good relationships with people <laughs> I've worked with. Well, but, like, I'm talking about like if you, for example, you're like, I played, you know, Benny South Street in Guys and Dolls, and I found it to be very unsatisfying. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be personal which i did play benny south street by the way oh, uh, in guys and dolls and i didn't find it i loved it it was very fun but um you know there was okay that, that's fair there was that day that day at during pump boys and dinettes uh, where my eyes <laughs> oh, were well, dead yeah. and i was like this is not this yeah, is not right. worth anything mm-hmm. um, right right and i think retro retrospectively mm-hmm. i can think of it and be like you know actually the escapism is really good but i i mm. I, I don't love doing shows that mean nothing Mm-hmm. I think I think that's true. Um, maybe that maybe I haven't done a show in a little while. Again, I, I stopped kind of I'm just now getting back into my theater career um, after spending so much time on music uh, post pandemic. Uh, so we'll see the next time I okay. I do one. I'll let you know if I if I like okay. doing something that meant nothing or not. <laughs> OK, that's fair. So let's talk about musicals. Let's I mean, we it. have been. We have. Let's yeah, talk have about been. musicals intermittently. You know, I was listening to the podcast and Tim, you kept saying this. And I think, Scott, you kind of said this, too. It was like, mm. I hate musicals. Mm. And oh, then, I would never say that. Well, maybe, Scott, you didn't. It was that. just me. Yeah. It, it was, was just, just Tim. me. Was very and, you know, I kind of agree with you. And mm. then I was looking through, you know, I was thinking through musicals and I was like, I can't actually find any musicals that I, like, hate. There's yeah. there's one that I'm, I'm, I have I'm... a bad opinion on. But... Um, but yeah, I was like, I don't like musical theater, but I can't actually like really name things that I don't mm-hmm. really like. I I can dislike a lot of productions of musical theater. Right, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. right. But that names too many names. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, that that's something that we, as we've been going on, like it's very easy to talk about again, like. Johnny Cash, who's deceased. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to talk about musicals that we mm-hmm. saw a long time ago, or that, right. that, that or you know that have that have their own life mm-hmm. or their own you know size or whatever. Like I can hate Les Mis. I mean, I don't know if I really hate Les Mis, but I can hate it. I don't First care. All, how nobody's dare nobody's you. going. Nobody's <laughs> going to like you know like how dare you hate Les Mis? I mean, I mean, I am. You know what I mean? Said, how dare you? you know what I mean though. <laughs> but it's different once you get into a, a the, the realm where you actually know people that are in it and yes. you know people that yeah. might be connected yeah, yeah, to it yeah. in some way, yeah. and or it's a it's a very different. Ex- or, yeah. or yeah. sure, sure. Sometimes yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah, a job even if it's not my favorite, just because it's a good job. Yeah, of course, of course. So, so do you have, what are you going to, what are you going to share with, are you going to share with us both a musical you love and a musical you hate yeah. or have you decided you are? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they're amazing. both things that you've done previously. I was originally going to, going to talk about cabaret, um, mm. but you've already, I, I don't have anything to add. It's a mm. brilliant piece of musical theater. Yes. Um, and I want to see the one that they're doing in the West end right now. Yeah. But I'm I was, sure it's going to come here. I think yeah, it is coming I here. Think it is. It is. Yeah. It's planned. Yeah. But in that okay. same episode where you talked about cabaret, mm-hmm. you talked about ragtime. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't like ragtime. <gasps> I oh, that is like literally the most controversial dagger, take. Dagger to I, my heart. I even after listening to that, I was like, I should, I should give this another chance before I hop on this podcast. And I couldn't finish the opening <gasps> number. You're doubling down. I am on your doubling dislike down of ragtime. I'm ragtime. gonna need to hear like to all some our beautiful listeners. Rationale. Jacob Shipley has just announced his his hatred for ragtime, or maybe mm-hmm. maybe not hatred, but strong dislike of ragtime. I, I, I respect it. I can mm. I can totally respect it. And I mean, Janine Tesori is incredible, and um, you know, Audra McDonald and uh, uh, Marin Mazzi and and the people involved with that show, all incredible. Mm. I'm not disparaging them. I know I have the wrong opinion. <laughs> I have but, acknowledged well, but, that you this know. is not but the wait. correct opinion. But wait, you but you have make to tell yourself, us, you know, like yeah. something that you don't like. So, but I need yeah. to know. I need to understand. Like, what? What is it? What so, is it? Yeah, well, I think there's a couple things about it that I struggle with. One of which is I'm not a huge fan of the way they portray rag as music mm-hmm. um, in the score. I really struggle with a musical theaterization of ragtime, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because ragtime in the way they do it, it's not a very exciting style of music. And so I'm listening to this open score, uh, this opening number, and there are really kind of crunchy harmonies, and there's a lot of hesitation in the way people are singing it, and it just sounds kind of like a cacophony of like this weird wibble-wobble thing. Um, and it doesn't feel like anybody is like comfortable in what they're doing. I get I'm really, like, really sorry. Um, in the performances? <laughs> no, I think also in the music. I think I don't, oh. I can't. I've I've seen, I want to say I've seen two productions of Ragtime, okay. one of which might have been a concert. Uh, the very first time well, I saw it's Ragtime. Done, like very infrequently. So I'm actually impressed yeah. that you managed to like see it twice. One of them was a, was a, like a local community theater growing up. Um, okay. And some of their shows are hit and miss. Uh-huh. Uh, and this one, I don't know if it was a hit or a miss. I just Yo. did not like it. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't like most of the music, quite frankly. And I like rag. I actually do like rag, but I don't like the way they've done rag. I, I really struggle listening to that open number, opening number. It's not particularly exciting to me in the way that I would like an opening number to be. Um, I, I don't care for the melody of the original thing. And again, I want to pre- I what I have the wrong opinion. I know no. I have the wrong opinion. I am I, like so shook. many of my friends hate me for this opinion. No, I'm glad that you I'm glad that you brought us this opinion cause... Um yeah, and then uh I don't mm-hmm. the, the the way that they do narration seems mm-hmm. lazy to me. Uh it seems it's like verging on Brechtian um but doesn't take it far enough. 
Uh, well, I mean, I think that they have the challenge of, I mean, obviously it's like the scope of the story they're trying to tell is like insanely insane. huge. And so I, th- I think, think they're probably that, using that as a device. To like they're using it as a device. Get and some I of don't. that work done since it's like they don't have the the luxury of the actual novel. You know, it's like they have to so like try to tell a story in like two hours. tell a smaller story? Well, <laughs> and this is you know it's it's literally the story of my great grandparents emigrating mm-hmm. from Eastern Europe at the mm-hmm. turn of you know eighteen nineties into the early nineteen hundreds. Like one of the three factions is my family. Yeah. Um. So like I'm not. Uh. I I'm in. I am thrilled that they're telling the story. Uh, I definitely do. Kind of in a twenty twenty three perspective, question an all white writing team using the N word. Um, I will always question that. I think that that is very problematic. Yeah. And from from what I have read and from what I've heard from friends and uh, people that I respect in the industry who are black, uh, that is not uh, some. It is frowned upon beyond or or beyond frowned upon. Um, yeah, for but sure. Ragtime is also one of those few shows where there are you know roles for these people so i know that they kind of struggle with that dichotomy there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so i struggle with that uh I, th- I do like the song two strangers i think that that's a that's a sweet song oh i it's it's a very patriotic musical and i'm not a very patriotic well, person same I so think. it's actually surprising <laughs> that i like that musical as much as i do but you know it's very much about the american dream even you know acknowledging all of the horrors that that people experience um but it at the end of the day is very very patriotic and like that there's this possibility um and i really struggle with that i think the kind of they the the like real people that weren't actually very connected to each other like i still don't i've seen the show maybe twice and i don't get how harry houdini figures into this i'm like this is just seems like a marker of the times that didn't need to be a plot point Holding his breath, he dances with death, as daring as he can be. Enter the master, saved from disaster, making the people gape. Right, 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 right. Is he is he in the novel? Just out of I don't just, remember, do either of you actually, know? I don't remember. I don't. I because this this was written. This was a book book first first right yeah. and then was it a book. movie and then it was a yeah i never musical? saw the movie actually uh, i i but, actually but the, tried to find the movie after the first time that we talked about this but of but course it was like, like older right is it like 70s or i think it's i think it's either late 70s or early 80s yeah that feels like the time period that i recall the book being but mm. And I mean, is there a, I, I mean, I, this is something that I don't actually know, but just in, in talking about the all-white writing team, Jacob, the the all-white writing team also on some level appropriating this music, right? I mean, there yeah. is, there oh, is you know, just that fact that, that, again, it was a different time. So it's, it wasn't called that. It wasn't recognized as that. And um, it was celebrated for, you know, more black actors and telling yeah, the black yeah, story and yeah, also introducing yeah. us all to Audrey McDonald, of course. 
um, and Brian Stokes Ugh, Mitchell. God, right? if only that had I mean, happened. The duo of them were yeah. dynamite. Wheels of a dream. Uh, I still just like tee that up on YouTube every now and, and then. It's a Milo's song. Foreman. It's a patriotic for Milo's Foreman uh, directed this film, um, and it was 1981. Oh, mm-hmm. E. L. Doctorow wrote uh-huh. the book. It's a great yeah. I see. I. So it's a uh, yeah. James Cagney, Elizabeth McGovern. James Cagney. Wow. James Cagney. The tap dancer. Um. Hmm. Mandy Patinkin. What? We have Patinkin. to mention him at yeah, least yeah, that's like, once. That's like a Debbie Allen. Debbie Allen. Mary Steenburgen. Oh, really? Oh. I love her. She must yeah. have been young. Yeah. Jeff Daniels. Fran Drescher. What? Jeff Daniels? Richard Griffith, Samuel L. Jackson. What? Wow, this, this is exciting. I have to I have see to like, this movie. Yeah, I gotta see this. I have to see this movie. It was the beginning of an incredible time when the famous and the faceless made history together. Bad time, good time, ragtime. Okay. Okay. So it's it's a bad opinion. I know it's a bad opinion. I I will say it a million times, but I I don't like ragtime. It's okay. I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what. Tell us what else you hate. Tell us why else you hate it. I want some more things to make Scott angry. I feel like you give. (laughs) You don't like the music, the story. Do you have a visitor or a delivery? It's probably a delivery. I'm not worried about it. Oh. Okay. Um, Are they delivering you a DVD of the (laughs) production of Ragtime? Yeah, I, it's a drone. I they heard me that I wanted to watch right, exactly. it. And immediately showed up at my doorstep. Like, did, you, did somebody say ragtime? Yeah, no. I uh, I also I think uh, a lot of okay. I I got one other is that the way that all of these characters intertwine towards the end I think is absurd, <laughs> and I really I can't suspend disbelief. I can't I can't do it. Like that, like uh, mother gets together with the uh, with the immigrant, like uh, you know, film, like, yeah. and he like turns out to like be on the forefront of like motion pictures and everything. It's just yeah. too much suspension of disbelief it's for you. It's too much. It's just too much. <laughs> it's too patriotic. It's too hopeful. Yeah. This is no hope. No yeah. hope. I guess it's yeah. kind of shocking yeah. that I like like it as much as I do because there is like an earnestness to it it's very did you did you see it like before you were dead inside no because I've been dead inside since you know like birth basically so yeah so I don't know what it was but people love it Um, I I know a lot of people who love this score they love the show Mm -hmm. I am just not one of of them them. and again in Aaron's and Flaherty I also like we used to do these songwriter workshops Aaron's and Flaherty I said Janine Tesori I meant Aaron's and Flaherty I mean I also love Janine Tesori and literally everything she's done but But they um, Aaron's and Flaherty yeah actually Aaron's and Flaherty were the mentors for Hershkowitz and Riley who wrote Between Gods and Kings. So like I like and I are very effective mentors because I was just going to say we used to do these like songwriter workshops and we'd bring people in and that that team, they were like the most uniformly like lovely, like supportive, like folks as mentors. Like you never would have 
they're the the kind of people that you never would have known that they like had the success that they had they were just like very very like down to earth and like you know like hands-on and like very cool with the students man of no importance i love Mm -hmm. the music Mm -hmm. to that like i i love their work it's just this one i can't get behind yeah terrence mcnally uh wrote the book for this and and won the tony award and they also won the tony award for best original score so who won best that's so interesting Uh best book and best score but no but not best best musical musical. because it was lion king it was lion Lion king year Mm -hmm. which Uh, was my very first i remember i I was pissed i was pissed lion king's good i mean it is lion king King is a beautiful oh no yeah it was was amazing but at the time i was like what this is disney some disney bs i mean i hadn't seen it yet but then i when i did move to new york i was like oh okay yeah and that was my first show laughing all the way to the bank because it's still around that Still is a kicking. fun fact. Uh, one show that has never been frozen. What do you mean? They can still change it. Oh. They never froze the show. So they Seriously? never set it in stone. So they actually, it's... it's Like malleable yeah. if they... Yeah. Like the Lion King? The Lion King. That is one show that was never frozen on Broadway. So they huh. can constantly change it, rewrite scripts, add songs. Wow. It's very interesting. Wow. Isn't huh. like... I mean, very huh. different, very different wheelhouse. But Blue Man Group, they uh, sure. Tim, they always that changing. Up. Yeah, always changing. Always changing. Always shifting. Oh, it is. Yes, waiting for yes. Guffman when they sing that Stool Boom song. Stool Boom. Always changing. Always shifting. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I gotta watch that movie again. Um, okay. Speaking of things that we love, yes, like Waiting yeah, for Guffman and and the what was what's the name of the show? Uh, Red, White, and Blaine, the show that they oh, do. Oh, Red, White, and Blaine. Red, White, and Blaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red, White, and Blaine. And Red, White, and Blaine. Mr. Shipley, <laughs> what musical do you want to talk about that you love today? I was deciding to be controversial again because Uh-oh. I know that you have already said that you hate this musical. Um, and it was the very first musical I did after I'm anything so goes. So it was the right second now. musical. Oh no, it was technically the third musical I ever did because the first musical was High School Musical. Uh, but it was the third musical I ever did. I played Joseph and Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor <laughs> Dreamcoat. And I swear I to God- I ask you earlier if you were Joseph. I was. And that mm. show is fucking brilliant. Wow, I, think, I wish Busy was here to like yell at you because it was I, her choice of like her least favorite musical. I but. think that show is hilarious. I think that show, <laughs> I what what happened to Andrew Lloyd Webber after Jesus well, Christ Superstar? I was going to say that's what I very we much like, feel about Jesus Christ Superstar. Jesus Christ Superstar is like that's mm. Judas is one of my dream roles, one hundred percent. And then just from there, just yeah. it just all goes down. Steep one of my decline. best friends loves Phantom, <laughs> but I and Phantom's good. I enjoyed Phantom when I saw it. But Joseph is an acid trip, and the second you accept that you are mm-hmm. on an acid trip, it is brilliant. Well, I've actually never seen a production. I it is think. it is camp. To I've only the like heard it super camp, degree. and it's like every song is like some pastiche. Yeah. At yeah, least I feel like it's you're like now we're gonna Pharaoh do a calypso song, and now we're gonna Elvis. do Elvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pharaoh's Elvis. How do you hate that? It's I can see stupid. it being fun to be in. Like it was definitely. I can fun see to it be being in. fun to perform, like a hundred percent. It's. I think. I think what a lot of people struggle with with jo- Joseph is that they take it way too seriously. 
Yeah, and well. I I mean that maybe from a production aspect too. Uh-huh, is that uh-huh. you know people oh like people putting it on it. Or like, yeah, yeah. Oh, we gotta we gotta mean something with this. No, they were on acid <laughs> in college. Writing I was gonna say theater. they totally wrote it like in school and stuff. Yeah, there's it's like there's another comment kind of like pre-professional <laughs> like, and then they kind of produced it later because yeah, you know, but the yeah. music's fun. Mm-hmm. The music's a good time. It's definitely, you know, I, I, you could say it's appropriation. I could definitely see the yeah. argument for that with the Calypso stuff. Um, I, 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 if that is an argument, I would <laughs> probably not be, you know, straight white man, the right person to debate that topic. Um, but I think the way that they, you know, do mm-hmm. pastiche of all of these different styles and they really, they really ham it up with everything. Again, the Pharaoh being Elvis is so. <laughs> and then Potiphar had many future. Anyway, pyramids. It's mean, like a vaudeville show yeah. meets acid oh, it, trip meets the Bible, and definitely I like I, I, think de- I definitely get the vaudeville v- vibe. Yeah, I was just laughing sitting here thinking. I'm speaking of the woods. Our friend Mike John Brown, who you probably met at the woods yeah. at some point, Lord knows how this transpired, but we it's possible we had a cu- couple drinks. Mm. I remember us sitting next to the fire, like scream singing, Joseph and the amazing. Te- technical a dream car coat when they're he's like it was red and yellow and, yeah, and, and blue and he knew yeah. every single color every and single like color. i stared at him and had to like lip read to get them all right but i was like <laughs> i was very impressed that he remembered every color uh, oh, I love my coat it was red and yellow and green and brown and scarlet and black and poker and also you, joseph's an asshole of course Joseph he's is an asshole. such an asshole yeah and yeah. any who play anybody who plays him as mm-hmm. if he's like a nice guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're missing the point mm-hmm. joseph sucks <laughs> but you you can't tell me that when donny osmond played him all over, uh, in the national tour that he didn't play him as a nice guy yeah but uh, so th- is it just is it just that door Maybe that's the but problem, Jacob, is that people <laughs> is that people like misunderstand mm. the production. Well, this is the same thing with Greece. That's right? what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like Greece, people take it at face value, not remembering because of the movie, but not remembering that the original oh, that production was, was massive yeah, yeah, yeah. satire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it totally. was commenting on the toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. on the misogyny. It was I mean, that mm-hmm. was the in- original intention of Greece was never to be what the John Travolta like, living accurate in John... portrayal of living in the nineteen fifties. No, no, it was <laughs> supposed to be like, This is bad. Mm-hmm. Look at how bad this mm-hmm. is. Well, they also cast like a 40 year old. I mean, they cast like many like people along in the tooth in the movie. Uh, Did you have like a really nice Technicolor dream coat? Yes. Did you want to like keep it? I did. I didn't end up getting to keep it. I don't know what they did with it. I'm sure Mm. I (laughs) I had this horrible haircut by our costume designer. It was it was fully a bowl cut. (laughs) Gave me a bowl cut for Joseph. I looked 
Wait, why did you have a awful. bowl cut? What what I, about bowl cut reads Joseph? I just don't think she knew how to cut hair, quite frankly. <laughs> and I think it was we were under a time constraint, mm. and so she was. Th- I think did I she have something against you? You did. Something oh, to, that, if did you something have a photo of that, we will put <laughs> yeah. that up on Instagram for our listeners. Good, uh, that would be a good one. Yeah, that yeah, and, no, that would be good. I think I deleted all. Mm, I, it's probably evidence. my parents probably have one of them. Yeah, it's been like. The servers have even been scrubbed. Like, yeah, it, no, it's, it's never. It's existed. not flattering. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Not a oh flattering goodness. photo of me. Mm. So, what is your? What was your favorite song to sing? Was it the power ballad? Close every day. No, mm. I was terrified because again, this was right at the beginning of my my singing career, mm. and I I remember one night I cracked on the high note, and I spent the entire intermission like. Like sobbing in a shame spiral. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was really unhealthy. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! I'm sorry. I remember my best friend. I understand. In high school was the lead in um, in West Side Story and was mm-hmm. having like so much like vocal panic. <laughs> it was yeah. basically like, are you gonna be okay? Because there were some like very challenging notes in the score. Yeah. And the second you start to fear it, it's mm, not going to happen. Mm, it's it's coming, not coming It's out. coming. Oh, my God. It's coming out. Four bars from now. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not breathing anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, that was silly. Oh, mm. and yeah. Uh, there's there's some stupid, wonderful memories. The 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 coat of many colors. Yeah. The, you just named the colors. Mm-hmm. That's that's the song. That's it's it. naming what colors were on the coat. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. People, I don't don't give it any more weight than it is worth. It is stupid. It is fun. Well, certainly that nothing. like '90s production knew because I think they were the first one. I mean, I don't know if they were the first ones, but when they did the whole like mega mix at the end, which oh is like God, now a th- which is now a thing on Broadway, where it's like you know certain shows like uh, I wave because I know it's coming. I'm like, oh, this is uh, there's going to be a mega mix at curtain for this. I think, did they start the mega mix trend? I kind of feel like they maybe did. I mean, as somebody who like listened to a lot of musical theater, I was the first thing I had ever like heard that had done anything like that. Because I remember being like, are they doing like a best of mega mix in the show at the end? And what was Mamma Mia the next one or something? Mamma Mia did a mega mix too, didn't Mm -hmm. they? I think Grease did one. I think Grease did one. Oh, around that same time. now. Mm. Yeah. Oh, do they? Okay, I still haven't seen that. I need, it's on. I need to. I need to. I need to. I've never seen <clears> six, <throat> but I have listened to the score, and it's okay. it's very good. Yeah, I need to get on that. Um, it's a fun show. Um, but yeah, amazing. If you just accept you're on an acid trip. It's a blast. <laughs> That's, and I have never done acid, so I don't know what that is like. But this yeah. Joseph is what I assume, assume doing it's acid be. is like. <laughs> Uh, well, we have some other, let, let's just, we're almost, I, I, I know that uh, you actually are going to have to like yes. leave soon, Jacob, because you have, have a, you have a fucking gig to go to. You're going to go perform for people and sing and play and have money thrown at you. Maybe I'll play um, some Joseph. 
for all the, <laughs> the drunk mid 20s down like, in the West Village. You're like, I'm going to yes. change it up tonight. I've decided to sing the entire score of Joseph and the Amazing Tech Technicolor, Dreamcoat oh, beginning to finish. That sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> but one other thing we, we talked about, we touched on very, very quickly last time, which was that we're going to be working on an EP with you. We're going to yeah. be doing some collaboration. I'm um, so excited. And we, uh, uh, obviously, we have to figure all that stuff out. But that is um, super exciting. Uh, there's yes. a couple of songs that were like, I think these are these are definite contenders. And then there's several others that we're excited to share with you and see how you respond to them and and uh, and hopefully write something together. That's I would love that's that. um, oh my God, another that super fun. another goal. So uh, so goal, all of that is coming. Is just really really be sick of us come calendar year 2024. It, yeah. it would yeah. take a lot, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoy yeah. your company. I, can I see. Say that there we go. Mm -hmm. I need to talk to my therapist. Um, <laughs> you okay. gotta just say thank you. Yeah. Thank I you. Just leave it. I just enjoy leave it your at that, company Tim. too. How about I that? enjoy can your we, company too, Jacob? Here, here, I'm gonna hand you this plush doll, and you're gonna say, I don't know. Uh, this is this is from my. Uh, oh. I'm holding oh, up that's a little. Cute. Uh, this is oh, a little turtle that. See that. That cute. smiles, and yeah. then when you're unhappy, you <laughs> turn the turtle, and it becomes so. So this is a way, like we used yeah. this um, in groups when I was doing my placement last okay. uh, last year. So if if a kid wants to say something that makes them unhappy, then they turn it, and if they want to say something that that uh, what 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 were it? it's like a pits and stick peaches, peaches and pits. Um, is that right? Oh, I, I think that's that, right. Is that the name. So it's like. This is a peach, peach, and, and this is pit. this is a pit. The pits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, pits. the pits. Yeah, oh. yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so this is a little reminder to to smile. You can't see that, but it's a turtle. It's very, it's a very cute turtle. And that's a, really a Justin Bieber turtle. song too, right? Peaches. Turtle. Peaches. Oh. Peaches. <laughs> turtle. Yes. It's yeah. also a, it's a Jack Black song. Time. There's a oh. Jack Black song called Peaches it's from the Super Mario movie. I never actually oh. saw it. But oh. Super Mario Bros. All right. Well, peaches to all of you listeners out there. Peaches to Jacob Shipley for joining Pears. us. Peaches, Jacob. Apples. Yes. Apples. Jacob. Peaches. Jacob is a peach. Jacob is a mm -hmm. is a not a pit, but a peach of our day. So, oh, um, thank you. if you have been You're listening, we thank you, and uh, we'll be back with more. No hope. And check you out can, all of Jacob's stuff. You can stuff. bet yeah. on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to fight me on Joseph or uh, or on Ragtime, uh, my <sighs> socials are Jacob yeah. T. Shipley, S-H-I-P-L-E-Y, and my website is jacobshipley.com. Fight Dang. me. Yes. Fight. 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 Or if you just want to say hi, that'd be nice, too. Yay. Right. Until next Until time. Until next time. Bye. I hope you have no hope. <laughs> hey.